Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynaphones connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Five, four, three, two, one. gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order this is the nerd world order broadcast i am the man that you call dukes and to my right here comes the booyah what's up ladies and gentlemen and to my other right coming straight out of krakoa weighing in at 178 adamantium filled pounds alfonso x-man flores what's up bub this is the Nerd World Order broadcast, the official broadcast of the Nerd World Order community. 30,000 strong. Well, 29,000 strong, but I just round up to 30,000. That's how I get A's on everything. Just round up. 85 <laughs> becomes 90. 90 becomes 100% on every single assignment. This is the official broadcast of the Nerd World Order. Let's talk about what we did this week in nerddom. Uh, X-Men started off. What'd you do that was nerdy? Uh, this week, I mean, there there wasn't a lot going on. Um, uh, watched, you know, of course, I was I was waiting for Wednesday to walk, watch Hawkeye, but we'll get into that later. Um, you know, uh, I've actually been going through the uh, Spider-Man movies with my son. He's five years old, you know, and uh, we, we we went through all the uh, the Tobey Maguire stuff, and now we're going to be moving on to Andrew Garfield. You know, got to educate the kid properly. You know, you got to bring him up right nowadays, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. He, you know, five year old, not the best attention span. He was in and out. I made sure he was there for the, you know, very important parts. Right. But um, yeah, Doc Ock, definitely where it's at. Um, Green Goblin, really psycho. You know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> You're the X Man. Yes, sir. Your son is named after Cable. Cable. Okay. Awesome. And and Mister Sinister. And ah, oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> You're introducing him to the Spider-Man movies. Has he sat through all of the X-Men movies? Oh, not at all. No, no. I, that's child abuse. Come on. <laughs> 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 we have watched the 90s X-Men animated. We have watched Wolverine and the X-Men. And we had watched X-Men Evolution. And uh, he loves them. He, he knows all of the all the characters' names, it's, it's so awesome. I mean, at five years old, he's got a vast amount of information. Uh, also, what, what really helped, just uh, word of the wise for parents out there, if you can get a hold of Lego Superheroes or Lego Marvel Superheroes 1, that has X Men, Avengers, everybody's in it. Um, two didn't have any of the X Men, but it was still a really good game. Uh, we've been playing those nonstop, left and right, you know, hour here, hour there, and, you know, just busting through them, and he's. Like I said, a fountain of information. It's awesome. <laughs> and it keeps his attention. Oh, so much. Nice. Very nice. You mentioned the Spider-Man movies. What about the 60 Spider- or any of the Spider-Man cartoons? Have you <laughs> given him that experience? 90 Spider-Man? Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Oh, my gosh. The X-Men uh, cameos in that were hilarious. Yes. Um what else have we watched? Uh, there's a new, well, there was Ultimate Spider-Man and then I think later, what, 2000s. And right now there's a new Spider-Man cartoon in season seven, I believe, six or seven, just dropped on Disney+. Plus. And we've actually gone through about eight episodes in the past two days. Uh, it's like Maximum Venom or something or Venom Carnage. It, it's It's been really good. Um, you know, he's he's in this, you know, advanced you know, futuristic high school for smart kids. And okay. I mean, you got Miles Morales in there. You've got uh, Gwen. You've got, um, what's the other girl's name? Last name's Corazon. It's, uh, she's Arcane, I think. Arachna. Uh, Arachna. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, That's probably, you know, one. yeah. They, I mean, but I know got, exactly who you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. You, you can see her. She's got the white and the, the ponytail, right? Yeah. And then you've got, uh, you know, you've got all the bad guys. You had Doc Ock. You had uh, Venom. You had, um, Rhino, they have um, Kurt Connors in there, and he's got this um, prosthetic, but he has not yet become the lizard. Um, so it, it's been it's been really interesting. Um, 
Groot stopped by one episode and he was trying to warn him about something. All he could say is I, and am I Groot? I am Groot. That's all he could say. <laughs> and then he's like, they're like, oh, we got to find a way to figure out what he's saying. And he's like, what about um, charades? He's like, let's play charades. So he goes, he goes like this. He goes, points at three fingers, puts them on his arm. Okay, three words, three words. And he points to his eye and they're like, I, I am Groot, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm Groot. <laughs> it was classic. So yeah, I keep up to date on that. Um, okay. Some of the yeah, the the old TV show. He's not ready for that yet. He's not ready for Japanese Spider-Man yet. Japanese Spider-Man, 60s Spider-Man. Like the what the 60s Spider-Man that started it all with yes. the Spider-Man song. Yes. Are you gonna give him that? Oh, of course. Well, he knows the song, you know, back and forth. It's it's awesome. You know, he's heard it here and there. Um, it, you know what's funny is my wife is the furthest thing from any kind of a nerd at, at all. I'm surprised she even, you know, looks at my direction, but she taught him the Spider-Man theme song because her brother forced her to watch it when she was a kid. That's cool. <laughs> it's so awesome. That is so awesome. I love it, man. Cool. So let me tell you what went on with my week in nerddom. It is a lot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Let's start at Full Metal Alchemist. So I was having a conversation with Steven over at the Cult Popcast. He was talking to me about Cowboy Bebop. They just did a really, really cool episode on that. And he asked me if I had watched Full Metal Alchemist. And I, I had seen one episode and I told him I didn't like it. And he's like, give it another chance. So I got past like the first four or five episodes and I've just been binging it ever since. It's a really cool show. I like relationships with characters. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I like My Hero Academia, which Joe intro introduced me to is the relationship that All Might has with Bakuga and Deku. You know, he's kind of like a father figure, but he's he's also their trainer. So I'm really enjoying uh, Full Metal Alchemist. It's an older show. I asked Joe if he had watched it. He said, yeah, of course I did, bro. Get with the times. <laughs> so, so I've been watching that. That's been a lot of fun. Also, been watching Star Trek Discovery. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Uh, the captain of the show is Nico Martin Green, who was from The Walking Dead initially. That's where I uh, saw her as an actress for the first time. She's an amazing actress. I'm having a little trouble with the writing in this uh, in this season. You know, you guys know how I am about writing, right? So, unfortunately, when a character who's not supposed to be on the bridge or anywhere, there's this character in the show, right? He just strolls around the whole damn ship. He's on the bridge. He's in the middle of this confidential meeting. He's just like everywhere. So I'm having a little bit of trouble with the writing on this show. Everything just feels forced. I'm hoping it gets better. I didn't really like the last season that much. They introduced some characters that I, I really like. Uh, Non-binary characters, which I'm really enjoying because it, it, it definitely introduces an aspect which that's what Star Trek's about, right? It's about like all these different races, of aliens, you know, and obviously races of humans and everything like that. Why wouldn't you have a non-binary character? So I, I just really like that they did that. And, uh, you know, there's like a, a a gay couple on the show. And I, I think what they're doing on this show is they're bringing in a lot more realism with the characters, which is great. However, the writing, man, they, they need to find some new writers. So I've been doing that. Also, I watch Hawkeye. We'll go into that later. I want to say I sent Joe a video of me trying to get Matrix tickets because it crashed the server. I sent it to Joe. No, Joe, didn't. Joe watched it. What, Joe? Quick happen. Did it not? I sent to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to live stream the video <laughs> someday so you guys can see it. I logged on. I logged in the server, and it said, oops. We are having technical difficulties. I tried all day. I do have one ticket for the Matrix for the very first showing on Wednesday morning. So I'm going to watch it. Uh, then I'll get tickets for my family later. Uh, but my son has never seen the Matrix. My wife has never sat all the way through the Matrix because she says it has boring whispering people. Because when you go back and watch it, she's actually right. Like everyone in the first half of the movie goes, I've been looking for Neo the entire time. And you have a choice. You can take the red pill or the blue pill. And then Neo responds, well, what's going to happen? Like the whole first half of the movie, 
are people whispering their dialogue. But that's okay. She needs to watch it anyway. So she's going to watch it before. She's going to have to watch like all five parts. But, you know, I'll have to get her to commit to that. Joe, the ninja. Would you do this nerdy this week? Dude, just tell Leanna watch the first one. That's all she needs to watch. The rest of them were doo-doo. Second one was okay. Oh, uh, let's see. You and I, uh, of course, went to the LA Comic Con, right? Yes. Which was way better. And I mean, way better than the San Diego Comic Con. I mean, it was like a regular Comic Con that you know we've, we've been missing for the last couple of years, right? <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, my bro. You thought San Diego it, was better? No, 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 no. I feel like it was possibly the best Comic-Con, best organized Comic-Con that we've gone to ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, okay, you walk in. Yeah, first thing, ways. you see the QR codes, right? First of all, they had the entrance was like completely separate. Mm -hmm. It was, you know what, bro? I asked you, and I'm, I'm just getting so excited that yeah. I'm talking – it's okay. I'll let I'll let you continue, bro, because I'm getting hyped already. Well, it it was cool because you walk in right, and then as soon as we go inside, we see like but antibacterial we wipes. Yeah, dude, it was just yes. You know, when you went in there, everybody was masked up, right? I mean, it was still crowded, but it was a good crowd. It was really crowded. Even when we went, to, we hit the panels, right? We did. We we went to a couple panels, and the one thing that you and I both kept talking about was how more intimate it was, because even though we were in those panels it was like maybe five or six people, but what I enjoyed it was like we watched. We went to go watch a Geekscape podcast, and they were doing it live, and that was awesome. I mean, it didn't. They didn't. What was really cool about it was was even though there was like six of us in it, they were talking like there was like six hundred of us in there. Same yeah. energy, and they made you feel right at home. Jonathan, shout out to Jonathan, very funny guy. And the whole cast that they assembled there all had good chemistry, kind of like us, you know, like we just talk about life experiences. And that's something that is very relatable, relatable to me. And that's what we try to do here on our podcast. And I enjoyed it very, I enjoyed it a lot. I have to say, going into the uh, panel with Geekscape, you mm -hmm. know, those guys are pretty successful. They've been around for 15 years. Right. And this isn't this isn't a butt kissing podcast. No, but I'm just gonna say that. Those guys were super gracious, super humble, and you would think that they've been broadcasting their podcast for a year because that's how they treated it. They, they're still hungry. They right. still want people to care about their podcast, mm -hmm. and they care about their listeners. So yeah. just just huge shout-out shout out to Shane, Matt, um, mm -hmm. you know, Jonathan, Jonathan, everybody else. I was hey. impressed, guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Um, so, so it was dope because – Basically, Alan was Alan's going to be on the podcast. I mean, they interviewed him, and and Alan had told him that we had a podcast of our own. And and Alfie, they were like Joe Alan. We were walking out. They're like Joe Alan, send us your um your your podcast, and we'll give it a listen. Nice. And it was just cool. Like we took pictures with Jonathan. Dude was hugging us. Humble with this hell, man. <laughs> Someone at with their stature to just pull you aside and say if you ever need anything. And he's like, anything, just just message me. And I'm like, dude, that's so dope. Like, you're where we want to be, and you're there, and you're treating, you know, you're just like we're on equal ground. And I and I and I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. And you know, like, yeah. and that's the goal. When we get there, and you, we're gonna be the same way. We're gonna oh, see yeah. someone, and we're gonna be like, yo, if you need anything, you know what to do. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that Matt said, send us your podcast because Matt's really busy. He, right. I was just whining on the live stream about producing one show a week, one one-hour show a week. Mm -hmm. This dude is producing multiple broadcasts or mm -hmm. podcasts a week, and he's willing to take time out of his day to listen to our podcast. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. So it's I just dope. it's dope. Yeah, it really is, man. Walking away, like we had one day there, and it felt better than other cons that we went to, like three days, four days, right? It was just they did a really good job. Especially if you think about the fact that they're, they're, Los Angeles is very strict on COVID right. regulations. Yep. And I respect that. I appreciate that. Yep. But they made this convention feel intimate and fun. 
regardless of all of those regulations. And to Joe's point, having those uh, antibacterial wipes as you walked in gave a message to everyone like, hey, we care about your safety and you need to care about your safety too. I was amazed. I'd like to say something about LA Comic Con. I mean, yeah, I've seen pictures online of San Diego and LA this year and it it just, it, it was far superior. And um, I, I couldn't quite find the word. I actually had to look it up. And, and uh, there's a word for what I was suffering from, and it's called FOMO. <laughs> I, had a, I had a lot of FOMO. I wanted to be there. I was like, Ariel, I want to be where the people are. <laughs> no one really cared if we were at San Diego Comic-Con. You know, it was like Comic-Con just did not deliver this week. And I feel like L.A. just superseded anything that uh, San Diego had done. X-Man, next year... You got to go with this, man. I was this close to not going, right? My wife's like, you have to go, right? Because she was out of town. My wife's always leaving me home by myself. Nothing to do. <laughs> She's like, you got to go. And I'm like, nah, I'm feeling bitter because you left me home. And you went to a concert. <laughs> but but then Joe hits me up. He's like, yeah, my son's going. And he's hyping me. So we should go. And I was like, I think I will. So glad I went, man, because I was this close to not going. Had Joe not messaged me and said that he's hyped to go, I would have sat home and binge watched some more Full Metal Alchemist. So thank you for hyping me yeah, up, bro. For sure, dude. Dude, I, and now and that's six days because you know Christmas peak. I'm working like six days a week. That's Saturday. Me being super tired, going. I'm kind of hyped up. Hey, Dukes, I have one question about Full Metal Alchemist. Um, what What is the name of that robot guy? It's not Alfonso. It's Alphonse. Yeah, but you know, that's where my name is derivative from. So I'm okay with that. Alphonse. You don't you don't hear that too often. I got Alfonso Ribeiro and Silver Spoons, you know, doing his little dance. It's Carlton later, but it's nice to hear, you know. I really like Alphonse. At first, I didn't I went like why is this little kid's voice coming out of this big, huge, like robot looking guy, right? This suit of armor. But then once I watched the first episode and understood why he's in that suit of armor and how he's kind of like the heart of the show, because his, his big brother is kind of like always bitter and angsty and he's the heart that pulls everyone out and like give reminds them like what, why they're doing what they're doing for the whole show. I love Alphonse, dude. I love that kid, man. He just great show. <laughs> I gotta watch it. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't, but one day I came across uh, a pop, a pop figure, and I'm like, wait, what? No, no, it, it's on. It's on. <laughs> yeah. Recommended by Steven. He he recommended some other shows, but he's like, look, dude, this is the one you need to watch. So because he's our he looks at everything from an artistic perspective. And I can understand why he enjoyed. Uh, the characterizations on this show. Uh, I strongly recommend it now too, dude. So it's it's on Hulu and it's on Netflix. So take your pick and you can watch it. Hawkeye. Want to talk That's about cool. those Hawkeye low ratings? So here is the Hawkeye low ratings. Here's what happened. So Hawkeye, the very first week, the very first episode, they counted this for three days. I guess they go three days. So that would be the Wednesday. Actually, they went through Sunday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, which was Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, 1.5 million viewers the first episode. The second week, it dropped down to 1.3. Now, let's put this in comparison to other Marvel shows. Uh, WandaVision was 1.5 the first week. So, no, I'm sorry, 1.3 actually the first week. So, this one did a little bit better the first week than WandaVision. And then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was 1.8 the first week. However, uh, Loki was 2.6 million the first week. Uh, so I guess that's why uh, folks are sounding the alarms and you know hitting the panic button because the thought is people aren't liking Hawkeye and you know not enjoying it. X Man, uh, what do you think, bro? You got to watch the Hawkeye, <laughs> bro. Cool. <laughs> so I, I can I can see it. You know, I, I can see Hawk the name Hawkeye doesn't have a big draw. Right. And I, I'm gonna equate this to something like 
say mall rats mall rats did crappy in the theater you know the ratings are crap but there, you know when it was on dvd and on vhs it 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 blew up and and i could see hawkeye being that sleeper you know because uh i i could see it not dragging people in right away but once they see it and they hear about it and people get to talk about it i i'm gonna I, i'm thinking this number is gonna grow i mean I really enjoyed the heck out of it. You know, the first two episodes, some people, you know, they were kind of, you know, against, and I, I, I really liked it. And the third episode, I'm like, wow, that was, that was some good stuff. You know, the, some of the, I'm going to, I'm going to go all <laughs> geeky here. Some of the cinematography was just, you know, that scene in the car, you know, I, I mean, where was the camera? You know, where, how, how was that in there with them? You know, how did they get in there, jump out and watch her hanging outside the window, you know? <laughs> at the same time watching you know the moving trucks and oh man it, it was too good i i really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it so i'm gonna hype it up as much as i can um everybody out there in nerd, nerd world order i recommend watching hawkeye let's get those numbers up baby i'm one of those people who initially didn't like episodes one and two episode three oh my gosh once again i was at the gym getting in my cardio, watching it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to stop the cardio, go right home and watch it on a large screen. That scene, the cinematography scene, as you call it, Alfonso, oh my gosh, dude. Even on my crappy little Samsung S10. Yes, Joe, I need to, I know I need to upgrade <laughs> my phone. I know this. But even on my tiny little S10, I was like, oh my gosh, I have never seen this level of well thought out action transition cinematography in a movie before so episode three i'm hooked right echo was a, such an interesting character and her interaction with hawkeye because you know hawkeye it you know is heart has a hearing disability or hearing impairment and obviously echo was born deaf her interaction is so good uh her interaction with people who are full hearing is so good yeah it's she looked down on him because he was relying on technology and he's like technology i, I have a stick and a string come on <laughs> but she was talking about his hearing aid and and you know i he i think you know he always probably saw it as a negative and and you know at the very beginning of that episode they show you how much more she was able to use her sense of sight to compensate for that hearing impairment. And it, it was, it was really well done, you know, to see it from that perspective, it, you know, it's like, they always say, you know, you lose one sense, your other ones are heightened. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes you get a, you get a good sense of that, but the way they conveyed it was just so well done. Absolutely, man. Everything about this episode was just incredible. I'm with Alfonso, ladies, gentlemen, Knights of the nerd world order. If you're not watching Hawkeye, because he was like the the B list of B list Avengers, uh, he didn't he wasn't like he was kind of if you think about it, he's probably everyone's least favorite Avenger, right? Every I'll talk general public, right? Some people love Thor, some people love Cap because Cap is better, and you know some people love Iron Man. Uh, everyone loves Black Widow. Joe loves him some Scarlett Johansson. Uh, you know, diehard Marvel fans like all of us, we're going to tune in and watch the show because we're completists, kind of like if you should watch all five parts of The Matrix. We're completists, so you are going to want to watch the show. But I think the general public's like, eh, I never really cared for Hawkeye. Um, well, let's go back to, so WandaVision, like in, in Captain and, oh, uh, Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier had more ratings, but you got to think about the time too, because when those came out, I think when when WandaVision came out was when Disney Plus first did the launch. Mm -hmm. So I would think a lot of the you know like a lot of the ratings could have came from that because everyone mm -hmm. was so intrigued on it. But Loki, I think the reason why I got something because there's a lot of people that love Loki, right? And so I think that's why a lot of people turned into it. And as as far as like Echo, I'm like, come on, bro, like. Since a little kid, she has those senses. This dude's barely, he's starting to lose his hearing. You're really going to clown someone that's starting to lose his hearing. Didn't have the training that you have when you were a little kid. So for you to look at him and follow him, I'm like, come on, dude. 
he's still dope. I've always liked him as Ronan. So, like, I was kind of hyped up on Endgame when he came in as Ronan. Mm-hmm. But Hawkeye's always like that hero that you don't think nothing of. You know what I mean? That does the little dirty, gritty stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't get props for, that people forget. Like, he was key on some stuff, and they don't care because everyone likes powers and gadgets, you know, which he has a lot of gadgets and his arrows, but you just don't see it that much, you know, because people – so he so like to Alan's point, like he does become the least favorite, right? But yeah, dude, like it, it, that that car scene itself was just like wow, it was really good, and you can really see the chemistry between Haley and um and um Reiner. You know what I mean, Reiner? That last episode is like you're gonna get more intriguing. And I think to Alfonso's point, when Kingpin does come in, I think people that were a fan of him because he did so well as Kingpin are gonna tune in just because he's in it. Spoiler alert, but Joe just brought up something <laughs> that is currently rumored. We're just going to say it's rumored, right. even though uh, Vincent D'Onofrio did talk about the Hawkeye show on Twitter. Hint, hint. Uh, but it's supposed to be rumored uh, that Vincent D'Onofrio is, is going to be on the show as Kingpin. Joe, you say it's going to bring up the ratings. X-Man, what say you? Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, that the Daredevil series was was amazing. And and I mean it had it had Daredevil, first of all. I mean, uh Charlie Cox did an amazing job, but when you when you look at it, you can't have a good superhero movie without a good supervillain. And and I mean D'Onofrio did an amazing job as Kingpin. You know, he had he had the the gravitas, you know, he he just in his voice, in his in his action, in his stature, you know. Um, he did he, he's you know he's he's perfect as as the big bad you know because he's big and he's bad <laughs> yeah you know here's what i love suction cup arrow it's a joke in the mm-hmm. episode like oh it's suction cup arrow but then suction cup arrow saves their ass yeah what? for sure <laughs> All the different types of arrows that he used. And what's cool is he looks at an arrow, right? They all look the same, but he looks at an arrow and he's like, do this with this and you'll get this. Right. Just showing what a master Hawkeye is of the archery and knowing his craft. Hey, speaking of the arrows. Okay. So episode three, you have the Pym arrow, right? Yes. Not, not the Ant-Man, right? Episode one. You have the Rogers the musical with somebody there that wasn't supposed to be there. Who is it? That was Ant Man. Episode right. two, you got people on the street dressed up as superheroes taking pictures with people, and who was there? That surprisingly, Ant Man. So there's an Ant Man reference at each episode so far. What up? Is that going to be something that's going to happen in four, five? Is is that little man going to pop up out of nowhere? You know right in an arrow. Now we have to watch for that. The Ant-Man in every episode. I dig that. Let's see if it goes down. Actually, Joe was talking about how Hawkeye is kind of the... He does all the gritty stuff, right? Like, he's not popular. Here's the crazy thing about that. They address that in the first mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. It's it's almost, it's almost meta. It's like mm-hmm. they're telling the viewer, like, hey, this guy isn't popular. And we know he's not popular. And if you're watching it, you get it. You know, that's mm-hmm. crazy that they address that issue in the show itself. What's dope about it is like it's on the third episode and everything that like remember Steven was like, uh, they haven't really developed, you know, the uh uh Hawkeye and and who he's about and and what he's where he's at and where he's going. And then in episode three, boom. Everything yeah. just comes together, and you know more about him, right? And it, it's the development of the characters in its episode three. It's like the first two episodes, you're kind of like you're filling it out, and then episode three comes in, and bam, it just lets it lets you know where they're at, where they're going, the possibilities of where they're going to go from there, and it gets it just keeps everybody guessing because you know, like Echo, of course, you know they already said she's going to get her own series. So is Kingpin going to be in there? And then let's just get the rumors out of it. You know Kingpin's going to pop up in some form because if Fergie already announced Charlie Cox is Daredevil and he's for sure going to be around in the market, then you already know, like, if the fans are keeping 
you know, letting Fergie and Marvel and Disney know that, yo, Charlie Cox is dope and he should be Daredevil, then he, they're going to listen to the fans saying that that dude is the kingpin, right? You know, you know, it's only a matter of time. If he doesn't show up in this, he's definitely going to show up in Echo. And, you know, Charlie Cox should pop up in Echo as well. But here's the thing, too, is what if what if that wasn't Ronan that killed her dad? What if it was somebody else? Nah, I'm pretty sure it was him. Because if you think about it, like, so, like, if he's if he's feeling where does that go from here? If you think about it, you think she's just going to forgive him and be like, oh, it's okay, It happens. I doubt it. Right. So how do you get past that? I think it's going to be a really interesting development over the next right. uh, three episodes to see how all that goes down. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm wondering, how do you get everything you need to cover into three episodes? Well, you know, like, it, you think, what's her name? The sister. You think when your sister's going to pop up, you think in the next episode, you think she might oh, pop up? Yelena? Yeah. I'm thinking post credits the very end. It's, I mean, I can't see her. I can't see them trying to shove her into the show. I think that this show is going to have some resolution, but it's also going to have cliffhangers that roll over into possibly Young Avengers or roll over into Echo or whatever else, roll over into another movie. But there's no way with as much as they need to cover. You have the Swordsman, you have uh, Echo, you have kingpin there's just so much that needs to be covered i don't see them doing it in in the next three episodes which to me means that they're going to need to transition that storyline into something else which i would absolutely love if they do that and that's why we need to get the ratings up so there's a season two and i understand that jeremy renner ladies may not be your heartthrob like tom hiddleston but help us out Help us out. We can't all be Tom Hiddleston. You don't even have to watch the show. Just put it on play and go do something. Just help us get the ratings up, okay? Spider-Man, that new Miles Morales trailer just dropped. I'm pretty excited about it. As I frequently say, uh, my son is a huge Miles Morales fan. In fact, he uh, cosplays as Miles Morales, which is pretty cool. He did that at San Diego Comic-Con. We're looking forward to uh, seeing uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2. I hate animated movies. Hate animated movies with a passion. I feel like the stories are usually dumb. I feel like they make fathers look like buffoons. I just feel like Into the Spider-Verse, I watched like one day and then the next day i took my family back to watch i'm like hey you guys have to watch this this is amazing i'm really excited about into the spider-verse 2 introduction uh miguel o'hara spider-man 2099 uh you know they're going to bring in a lot more spider-mans this is going to be insane man i'm glad that that the spider-man no way home is coming out before this because there's going to be people comparing the two later you know you know from the trailer um it looks like, well, you know, in the first Spider-Verse movie, I loved it. You know, I've watched it a million times with my son. We've downloaded the soundtrack. We sing it. He, oh, it's so it's so adorable when he just belts it out. But um, the this new one, I, I think the way, the direction it's going to be going is he's going to be popping in and out of other universes. From what I see, because I don't think they're going to stick with that art style they had where he was fighting the 2099 Spider-Man. I'm thinking each and every universe that he pops into the artwork is going to be different you know they did such a good job with the artwork and blending all those different styles together for spider-verse i I think they're like we got to top that we got to do something different and uh, it was surprising to see him in the 2999 universe in that art style you know Mm -hmm. it's like whoa why did his art style change you know theirs didn't change when they came to 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 this universe you know so i i think um i think it's going to be really nice it's got a lot so much, so many different places to go, and they could do this for so long if they don't try to put all their eggs in one basket, you know. I'm really wondering what they're going to do because there are so many different variations of Spider-Man, like just so many ways they can go with this. So I'm just real, really, really curious to see what they're going to do on that. I thought that trailer was dope, dude. I, I'm kind of hyped up for it. Um, my my only thing is. It, is the first one was so good 
the only thing that I have to do is tell myself not to to go in and enjoy it and watch it and not compare it to the last movie until yeah. it's over. That's going to be the, the biggest problem for me because you know it's going to be good, but is it going to be better than the first one? And it's tough because usually, like, usually the sequels, like, when we were growing up, is always better than the original. Yeah. And the, the original was so good, just like Matrix 1, that any other sequels after that just don't compare to it. And so for me, that's the biggest challenge that's going to take for me is to watch it with an open mind and just go and, and just accept it for its own movie. And that's going to be the toughest part for me. I think, and I, I'm not really sure on this, it has the same writer, which normally, as long as they keep the same writer, same producers, and what they tend to do now, which is really, really smart, is they're building a story within a story. Mm -hmm. So what I expect to happen is, to Joe's point, I feel like this movie does stand a possibility of being better than the first one because what they'll do is take pieces of the first one and incorporate that into this one and also set up things for if there is a Spider-Verse 3, which I'm sure there will be based on the success of the first one, mm -hmm. they're going to be building. So it's going to feel like a larger movie than the first one did. Well, I read somewhere that um, when he, when he, the, when the writer went to the um, company to make the movie, mm -hmm. they asked him, the, what's the sequel going to be like? So there, he already has like an idea of where he's going to go with it. And that's because I think Sony thought, you know, knew that it was going to be a, a big thing. And they, and they and, you know, of course, they want to do more movies. Mm -hmm. So they're basically was just like, all right, that's your idea for the first movie. Well, what about the sequels? So he he already has a game plan. Awesome. That's great. That's that's uh, kind of like George Lucas did when he created Star Wars. He picked the best idea, the mm -hmm. thing that he thought was most marketable. But he already had everything else laid out. Yeah. Um, quick question. When... When you look at the first movie, he was, what, 15, 16? Mm -hmm. Maybe 15? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you could tell, but in this movie, he looks a lot older. So yeah, he's he in college. To... Yeah, oh, he's, he's in college, college now. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So that's why he wasn't at, that, mm -hmm. why he was in his bedroom. But, yeah, it, I think they did a really good job aging him up. You know, he still has that same look. Mm -hmm. And um, the same with Gwen, yeah. you know, and she kept that hairdo because, you know, she mm -hmm. misses him. Dude, I love the time skip. I, I'm okay <laughs> with the time skip. If it's done right. Right, I'm okay with the time skip, but you know the, the it's a, you know the the point you were talking about the George Lucas how he picked the stories. Yes, I remember when I was a kid at the bowling alley, right? And it wasn't the time that I was monkeying around, and my mom grabbed me by the ears and took me from lane 34 all the way to lane one, dragging <laughs> me by the ears because someone ratted me out and said my your son's being a ruckus in the game room. And I remember this old brother. He was just like, "So you like Star Wars, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's all, "You know, those are actually." four, five, and six. It says episode four, five, and six. So they, there's nine stories. And he picked that. I'm like, whatever, foe. He's like, no, because no, you're like a little kid. You're like, you're like, whatever, dude. This old dude's just telling me some rubbish. And then come to find out it was actually true. I wonder if what he had in mind for seven, eight, and nine just got scrapped. Because... I don't want to get too much because, you know, Star Wars haters out there. I'm not going to get too much into it. But 7, 8, and 9 just felt very disjointed. Like it didn't have a singular vision. Whereas I felt like 1, 2, and 3 had a complete story. 4, 5, and 6 had a complete story. But 7, 8, and 9 just felt very disjointed. Like, eh, well, we one was like we have this idea number two was the other guy came up with an idea and then three was like yeah we want to give people what we need to give i don't know i just i'm curious as to what the original ideas were for seven eight and nine well he sold it remember he sold the brand yeah and then told him this is the ideas of what you know where he thought they should be and of course what's that girl's name everybody just likes this lady is it what's her name wendy kathleen kennedy kathleen kennedy yeah everyone really dislikes her because she seems to think she can do whatever else she wants so star Wars haters ain't gonna get mad at you for saying seven eight nine are bad because them themselves will tell you seven eight nine are bad <laughs> i just don't want the star wars haters I, the if we get comments if we get comments on my like Spotify and 
uh, Apple Podcast. I don't want it to be, yeah, I agree. I hate Kathleen Kennedy and I hate 789. That's not the comments that I want for us on Spotify <laughs> and iTunes. So I'm saying if you agree, Star Wars haters, leave it alone. Give us five stars, but don't bother putting that stuff in the comments. <laughs> hey, you know, earlier you brought up Star Trek and now you're bringing up Star Wars. It just reminded me of something. I don't know if I ever told you guys about this, but um, one day I was trying to think about, you know, what is the biggest difference between Star Trek and Star Wars? Government. One had a good government and one had a bad government. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, it's kind of cool because they're kind of two the same story, two sides of the, you know of the coin. It's depending on your your politics, mm-hmm. some people saw the Federation as sort of a um, an imperialistic group actually because wow. they force other planets to become part of the Federation and agree to the Federation's doctrine, right? Which, right. if you think about it, like let's suppose your planet doesn't like is isolationist or something like that right well you got to become part of the federation and as part of the federation you have to adapt and adopt federation customs right uh so it's pretty interesting because some people you know how people go back and change everything to me the federation was like hey we're trying to help people and we're trying to help other planets right but some people go back and they find like oh the federation actually wasn't good because they were forcing people to adopt their customs and everything like that but for me Mm. i love the federation live long (laughs) and prosper which which which, uh trilogy you think it was better because basically kind of almost came around the same time is the star trek trilogy the newer one or seven eight or nine of the star wars star wars i think so I feel like the Star Trek movies were just, and I like Star Trek better than Star Wars, by the way. I feel like the Star Trek movies were just movies. Whereas the Star Wars movies were events. People were emotionally attached to those movies, which is why there was so much uh, fan uproar and, and fandom crying and everything like that. That's actually a really tough question, Joe, because... I actually like the stories in Star Trek better, and I really like the acting that all these mm-hmm. Star Trek actors did. Because it's one thing to play a role that you've been playing for like 25 years, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. or to create these new characters um, that people don't care about, you know, uh, John, Boyoga, John Boyega or uh, Daisy Ridley. But to reprise the roles of Bones, Kirk, Spock, I have to say that those actors nailed it. Chris Pine, uh, Carl Urban as Bones. Mm -hmm. Boy, amazing, dude. Like, Carl Urban is an underrated. For sure. Yeah, so underrated because he is such a good actor. I'm going to say Star Trek. Thank you guys for letting me think through that out loud. It took me like 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I say Star Trek. Yeah, I say Star Wars. I'll die on that hill all day, every day. I mean, I, I enjoy Star Trek, don't get me wrong, but Star Wars is just, it's the universe for me. You know, it's like I have a lot of friends who come at me and they're like, it's crap, it's trash, this, that. They ruined it. You know, they ruined my childhood. And I'm like, you know what? It's Star Wars. You know, may the force be with you. That's how I answer that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I grew up watching Star Wars and I love Star Wars. I actually like Star Wars better than Star Trek. I know I wasn't never really that much of a fan of Star Trek as a kid. But the Star Trek movies, like Alan said, I like it a lot better. The characters, the chemistry was a lot better. The development of the characters was a lot better. The movies flowed better through each of the new movie, the three movies that came out. Right. Even when they brought in Spock, it was a lot better than Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Han Solo in there. Right. So if you look at episode seven, it was just a remake of episode four. You can't trick me. Right. That's all it was. You're not going to fool me. Now, the the problem with society is you get a little biased when you like a certain TV show, movie, basketball player, baseball player, etc. And so even if they suck. You still, you still be like, oh, you know, like, I, I'm a fan of him, so he doesn't suck. No, he just sucks. So, again, the Star Wars movies as a fan, I grew, I love four, five, and six. One and two and three were good. 
But seven and eight, let's just be real, dude. Like, it just sucked. It was. It, it didn't make me look forward for more Star Wars movies. What's better than those collectively is the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian blows those three movies away. Now, if we were talking about Mandalorian and Star Trek movies, of course, I'll, even though one's a TV show and one's a movie, I, I enjoy Mandalorian just a little bit better yeah. because, you know, like, because Dave Filoni's in it, right? John Favreau, they did a really good job, right? And so if, can you imagine if those two were in charge of 789, how much better it would be? It, it, we'd probably have a different discussion right now. I'd probably be like, yo, Star Wars is a lot better than Star Trek. But right now, dude, it's like, nah, dude, I have to give it to Star Trek. And I'm surprised they haven't made another movie since then. The fact that they did the Picard show for Star Trek, which was really good. I don't like Picard at all. But that show is really cool. Uh, they bring in enough characters that you know to make you like, oh, wow, cool. I like how they did this. And then the story's good. So I think between doing Picard and doing Discovery... And they are now they're doing a Nickelodeon show. I think that they're that's what they're focusing on more is building their franchise on the Paramount Network, which is why they haven't come up with a new movie. I did hear that Quentin Tarantino was supposed to do a Star Trek movie, but that's probably one of those pipe dreams that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to hear that you know Professor X is out there, you know, making the world a better place by playing Picard. <laughs> <laughs> well, his body got disintegrated, right? Yeah, by the was it Phoenix? Is yeah. there a dead body lying around anywhere? Is it buried anywhere? Nobody knows. He could have been teleported to the Shi'ar Empire, you know, hanging out with Alondra and Gladiator. No, that or would he, that would just prove good writing. It would. <laughs> we need some retcons. And the thing is, if there's no comic book that does that, then there will be no movie that does that because. God forbid someone uses characters and just writes a brand new story. Nobody's going to do that. It's living like that in my heart, okay? It's in my heart. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, I've got one final thing I want to discuss with you. We know Charlie Cox is going to be Daredevil in, uh, in the MCU moving forward, which is going to be awesome. It's just going to be incredible. However, there are a lot of other marvel comic book franchise tv shows that could also like let's say let's do like a fantasy football or something where we say one of the netflix properties and one of the abc hulu properties uh can be turned into a mcu property bring it into the mcu uh, let's start with the abc and hulu properties i guess it's abc fox freeform. and also freeform here's what we have is the possible choices we'll start with them and then we'll move into netflix so here's my question which of these french or which of these properties would you want brought into the mcu uh, so we'll start with the abc freeform hulu fox properties we have runaways we have cloak and dagger we have The Gifted, we have Legion, we have Hellstrom, and we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. X-Men, I'll let you start it off. Which one do you want to see in the MCU and why? The Gifted. Lorna Dane in The Gifted was so awesome. Polaris, um, it, she, <laughs> she was stunning. You know, she, she was Magneto, you know. And Magneto's daughter, and she just handled everything that way. You know, you had the Stepford Cuckoos with their, with their, you know, conglomerate mind. Where eventually, you know, you're gonna find out her clones of Emma Frost. I mean, that show had a lot to give. It had it had some some weak spots, but you know, they could easily be ironed out. But uh, the Gifted would be my vote. Um, it's you know, they never they never really saw the X Men. You never. You know, once in a while they mention them uh, by name. They'll mention them by by actions, and it, it was just it was just enough to keep me going. And I was I was so excited for that show, and I was so bummed when it when it was canceled. I mean, um, when when uh, Disney took over Fox, that was just one thing that got crumpled up and thrown in the trash, and it broke my heart. <laughs> Although Legion Legion was really good too. I watched the first season. Every time I tried to start the second season, I was half asleep. And I couldn't keep up with it. So I got to watch it while I'm awake. But I, I really want to watch that. 
You could have knocked me over with an adamantium feather right now, dude. I <laughs> for sure thought that you would have said Legion. Because Legion has a lot more critical acclaim oh, than so the much. Gifted. Right. Is it because the Gifted brings in more of the actual X-Men universe than Legion? Was that is that also yeah, something? Or yeah, I mean it, it had I mean, there, there was a lot of characters in there that, you know, they're B characters, they're C characters, and, and you know, they, they can shine. And um, they did a lot of that really well. I just, you know, the, the one main character guy that they brought out of nowhere who was really nobody, I, I didn't like that. But, but the whole Polaris thing, that, that won me over. Um, Legion has a lot of possibility, too, and I, I hear Pafek shows up in, in the second season, and I was super excited for that. Same with Shadow King. Um, but it was just... It's too, it's too cerebral to watch while you're half asleep, you know? <laughs> you just can't do it. You got to be full attention, Red Bulled up, ready to go. I can understand that. I tried to watch Legion, and of course, you know me. I just jump into, like, the middle of a show and, like, the middle of the season. And because it was so cerebral, it was it was just too smart for me. And I don't mean that, like, you know, I'm a I'm a buffoon or anything like that. But I just mean sometimes shows try to be too smart. And I feel like this show just had too many layers and tried to be too smart, which is why I couldn't get into Legion. It's a show you couldn't follow unless you followed it from the first episode. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, for me, it's going to be Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger was a great show. It I was. I like Cloak and Dagger. Let me ask you a question next. Were Cloak and Dagger ever part of the X-Men? Or they weren't mutants, right? They were mutants. And then they weren't. Okay. That's why I'm confused. Never part because of the team. I remember initially they got their they got their powers through some accident. I don't know. They were smoking drugs or something. I don't know. You can explain it. But they weren't mutants, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were mutants. And I was like, when did this happen? So why were they mutants and then they were, or why were they not mutants and they were mutants? What happened? Well, you know, they, they started off as they were, you know, and, you know, sales weren't great. And what was big at the time, mutants, mutants were everywhere, you know, X this, X that, X this, new mutants. And they're like, you know what, let's throw an X on them. Let's, let's give them that, that mutant gene. Let's give them that X factor and let's bring them in and let's, let's show them off to the world and let's sell some books. You know, I, I, at the time, everybody was a mutant. Franklin Richards was a mutant at that time, too. But, yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, and, and I, I think it just didn't work as well as they thought it would. And then they were like, well, let's try a different route. And it, it's sad. Retcons kind of break my heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, the problem with retcons is they'll experiment on something and it doesn't work. Yeah. And then they're just like, ah, that never happened. But if that's the only part of the like of the series that you read is that particular volume, to you that's the truth. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, no, 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 forget that. That never happened. You know, yeah. like Marvel now did that a lot, where they changed up everything. You know, and I I would read it and I'd be like, this is dumb, and so <laughs> I would move away from it. But to me, that's how the characters are. You know. And so I just really don't like when they try to retcon stuff. You can change minor stuff here or there, but to the point where you change the foundation of a character and then say disregard what you've read for the past year. Yeah. There's a phrase I haven't used for the entire show, which nope. goes right here. Lazy writing. <laughs> yeah. They, they got to own it. And you know, there's a way to do a retcon and there's, there's a way not to do it. You don't just yeah. pretend it didn't happen. You just, Oh, we're just kidding. I'm so powerful that I made it seem like that. You, you don't do that. You know, you go back in time, you, you, you know, you, you, you do something magically, you know, you, you know, you cut off a finger or something, you know, something that's just going to change the course of history just enough for the way it doesn't happen that way. It's, it's easy to do. So just do it right. You know, yeah. don't just say, Oh, it never happened. Just kidding. <laughs> you wasted three ninety nine on that annual Joe the ninja to why. I'm going to read this list to you again, because I know when I started to read it, you started to fall asleep. So I'll read it to you again. The Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, The Gifted, Legion, Hellstrom, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which one would you want turned into an MCU movie? 
None. None at all. Now, I watched The Gifted, the first season, and the reason why I can see why Alfie's get so intrigued, you know, they should have just did an X Factor, in my opinion, right? Polaris was good in the show. That's the only thing that was good in the show. But them trying to do like, hey, there's an X-Men here. Hey, there's an X-Men there. It's like dinging a little carrot. Like, hey, sooner or later, you're going to see an X-Men and it never happens. Right. And you trying to say, oh, it's a different dimension and X-Men just disappeared. Now, if you're doing remember that one when Jim Lee came aboard, started drawing and Alfie probably knows more about it, where they did disappear and they were invisible to the world. Now, if you somehow, some way fitted that into the gifted, I'd be like, now your boy's intrigued, right? But of course, you know, let's say Alan's point, I'll say it, because every time he says it, I got to find a way to say it. It's just lazy writing. <laughs> That's why the show got canceled. It came out second. First season, I put up with it, you know, like a second season, I watched a couple of episodes. I'm like, nah, I don't like the way it's going. You're not tricking me no more, dude. I'm, I'm done with that, right? Cloak and Dagger, first season, you know, like Alan, I watched it. It's pretty good, right? We actually met the cast, remember? Or... Yeah, because remember, I won, I won at a raffle, signed yeah. poster, and we got to meet him. Uh, cool, cool dude, too. And of course, that didn't last, right? Because the second season wasn't really that good either. Runaways, uh, they could just run away from Hulu or Freeform, whatever channel that's on, right? Hellstorm, was that? Is that on Hulu, too? Yes. I, I can't keep up because it seems like besides Hit Monkey, let's just put all the crappy. Marvel shows that we want to see if it's going to take off and put it on Hulu or Freeform. That's what it, that's what it feels like. And so, if they can't make it to the main stage, then why would I want to see them in a the movie theater? Agents of Shield was good. Well, let's introduce the Inhumans. Oh wait, we got the rights to X Men now, so let's just forget about the Inhumans. <laughs> I think they made an Inhumans TV show. Did that was that on Freeform or Hulu too? That was on ABC. ABC, right? And, it's, uh... and I might <laughs> add, I watched the first episode in the movie theater. Yeah, I remember that, dude. You're like, don't do it, dude. Do not do it. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually, there was a few seasons that was pretty good. Because I remember I stopped watching it because I was like, man, I ain't going to invest. This sucks. And Dukes was like, yo, you need to rewatch it. The season is dope. And, you know, I started watching it again. I was like, wow, the season is pretty good. And then it started. I think when it, when it started getting bad, remember when they said they didn't want to. Because you remember, like, whatever happened in the movies happened on a TV show. Yeah. And then they stopped it. And then they started going and changing everything. And then that's when I was just like, ah, you, you had me when it was kind of like whatever happened in the movies happened in the TV show. You had me there. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But then again, there, you know, you change it. And then you're, after that, you're like, whatever. I, I really enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. I mean, that, that was a good show. And like Joe said, that that's what ruined it when they stopped letting it, the movies affect the show and the show affect the movie. Uh, every now, I mean, once in a while, you even had Nick Fury stop by. You had Maria Hill. I love Maria Hill, you know. Um, it, they introduced some new new characters. Quake, you know, Quake had just been introduced, introduced in the comics and the Secret War Secret Wars thing that was going on. Um, and she was cool. Yo-Yo was a really cool character. That was an interesting power. You know, there's, there's still some people out there that were just like super sweet. I mean, we had Mockingbird, you know. If we had Mockingbird, we could have brought her to Hawkeye, you know, and... They just they ruined it by taking it away from the from the MCU. They were the opposite of lazy writing. They tried to do too much. Like mm -hmm. I feel like Marvel was going in one direction. Like you know, to Joe's point, like we're going to intertwine this show with everything that happens in the movies, right? But then they tried to set up the Inhumans because they had to because they couldn't have mutants. So they were going to use the show to introduce in humans and then say like, oh, okay, now because people have seen this, we can put it into the movies. But to Joe's point, as soon as they got the X-Men, they were like, oh, how are we going to make this so people just disregard all this other crap we've done for the past like two years? I want to say that was like two years of episodes that they did, two seasons. They just said oh, well, this stuff doesn't match up to the movie anymore. And that's when it went to crap mm -hmm. because they they did the opposite. They tried, not that it was good writing, but they tried to do too much. Right. They were supposed to be the, the forerunner for stuff that happened in the MCU. And that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crashed. 
Not to mention, dude, you know CW, bro. Like, granted, you're going to get the TV episodes, you know, where they kind of do special effects, but you know it's for the TV. Mm-hmm. The CW, because they go to Canada, and it's so much cheaper to do the special effects. Mm-hmm. So much better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If they would have yeah. just moved to Canada, I mean, they had superpowers, but it was, a, you didn't, I didn't enjoy when they did, when they did use it. It's like, uh, let's see Quake fist fight. And then, then do her power one time. I'm like, in the comics, she wouldn't do that, right? And so, like, it seemed like in CW, like, they're just busting out powers everywhere, dude. You know, yeah. Supergirl, Superman that they have is always flying. And that's that's what killed it, too, for me. Because I'm like, how come I can see this on CW's, like, DC? And I can't see it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that have in humans that have powers. And I'm like, it just doesn't, I don't get the full effect of Quake and how, because Quake is actually powerful, if you think about it. And I just didn't get it like she was very powerful because if she's trying to do her little hand-to-hand combat, when if that was me, I'd be like, Quake? Whatever. You know, like, if that was your super, I'm doing Quake. Whatever names you have for your superpowers, like it's My Hero Academia. You know, it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, I, I'm not feeling that. I'm like, yo, she could own those five guys she's fighting with just putting her hands on the ground and shaking it. So it's, it's you know, I don't know, dude. Don't get me started, dude. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> on how bad that show was. Towards yeah, they they tried they tried to fix that whole Quake thing. Like, oh well, you know they they couldn't use the superpowers all the time because of budgets. So like, oh yeah, every time you use it, it breaks your bones a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, we're not gonna have you use it so much. <laughs> yeah. And do, and do you guys remember? Inhumans was supposed to be a Marvel movie. Yes. Oh, that'd have been so bad. I think Ooh. they made it called The Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> boom. I was going to say that, too. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just going to leave this one thought. Like, the ultimate lazy writing, talking about budgets. Did you guys actually watch The Inhuman Show? Two okay. episodes. Okay. The first episode. This is the ultimately la- ultimate low-budget lazy writing. Medusa. <laughs> she uses her hair, right? Right. That's part of, that's part of her power. She uses her hair. So what do they do in the first episode? They shave her head. That was wrong. To take away her powers. It's like, how do you save on budget? Well, this this power is going to be like really expensive to put in the show. Oh, God. Just shave her head. <laughs> That's so sad, too, because Black Bolt is such an awesome character, you know? Yeah. <sighs> sad. Dude. I didn't watch that show because you told me not to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know me, dude. I'm Mr. Completist. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it anyway because it might tie into the MCU. But even Marvel just pretends that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the other half is Netflix. I know we love some of the Netflix series. We hated some of the Netflix series. Uh, however, uh, we can only choose one. We know Daredevil is coming back, so I'm going to leave that one off the list because we know Charlie Cox is going to reprise his role as Daredevil. The other shows on Netflix, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. I know what you guys are going to say. Uh, Defenders and The Punisher. Of those, I'm going to turn it over to Alfonso first. Which one would you want on the MCU big screen? Frank Castle, The Punisher. Yeah, should yeah. it be rated R? Oh, <laughs> yes, big time. I mean, you know, they got if, especially with them doing what if nowadays. You got to have what if Punisher killed the Marvel universe because you know yeah. that was a great read. <laughs> and Punisher's just he's it's it's what it is. You know, you he you you can't just lock up the criminal element all the time because then you're going to be fighting him again. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Punisher is where it's at. I mean, it's like those two scenes where he's uh, fighting. Well, they had the hallway scenes in, in Daredevil, and then yes. the Punisher. They had that one scene where he's in the in the lockup, you know, and he's fighting fighting his way out of the jail. And that was oh my gosh, yeah. They they got it. They did a good job with John Barenthal there, man. I really liked. I like John Barenthal as an actor anyway, but I really liked him as the Punisher. I think he has the look. And I just really thought that he pulled off like angsty and on the edge of going crazy. Oh, totally. So I, yeah, I totally, I, 
I would go with Luke Cage. Not second season Luke Cage. <laughs> we're going to pretend we'll we'll kind of do the Marvel thing where we're like, yeah, we're not going to mention that that happened. We're just going to go first season Luke Cage. I thought that it was written very well. It had some great writing and I felt like at the end of that first season, Luke Cage would really make an impact on the MCU. Um, Luke Cage season one was dope. Jessica Jones, the first season was dope. The reason why I like Jessica Jones is because like she had powers, but they focused more on her using her brain and being a private investigator, which I thought was right. dope. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't talk about Iron Fist. My son's still pissed off that his favorite <laughs> character was just destroyed. Punisher was dope, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a then Dan, of course Daredevil was dope. So like if I I might be greedy because except for Iron Fist it was terrible, but replace the Iron Fist with the Punisher and let's do a Defenders because I think the mm. the Defender Defender season one was so bad. I think it was like what six episodes. I think I thought it was, was like it? twelve. No, Maybe it felt like twelve. That. <laughs> yeah, because it was so it was so bad, but just because I'm greedy and the actors that they had that they picked were actually pretty good, that you could do a Defenders, but I don't think Punisher would be in the Defenders, you know. But you never know. But I think if they did a Defender series with those actors in there, I would be I would love to see that as opposed to individual, you know, because Luke Cage's second season was terrible. So was uh, Jessica Jones' second season wasn't good either. So yeah, it's, like, it's just weird how Netflix and their series, the first seasons, except for Iron Fist, all was good. And Punisher was good the second season too. Um, but yeah, if I had a choice, I, w- I would I would try to pick the Defenders with the, with those actors in there. That's kind of the uh, the box where Joe just checks D, all of the above. Hey, <laughs> 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 okay, but when you put it on the test, it's a possible answer. I'd like to give a shout out to Anna C., uh, one of the Nerd World Order members, community members. She This is actually today's her birthday. She's a really talented artist, super talented artist. Happy birthday, Anna C. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. Any final words for the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order? My final words and my final thoughts for today is watch Hawkeye. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Tell your uncle, tell the lady down the street, the Karen down the street, everybody, watch Hawkeye. It's good. You'll like it. You'll thank me. If I try to talk to Karen, I'll get arrested. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Alfonso, go watch Hawkeye. You'll, you'll, You'll enjoy it. I just want to thank everyone who inspires us, uh, who keeps us going because at the end of the day I, I feel like more and more uh podcasting is a community and we grow together as a community we always say like the nerd world orders a community but podcasters y'all are a pretty awesome community so thank you very much for allowing the three of us to be part of this community this concludes this episode of the nerd world order broadcast so until next time ladies gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order i am nwo we are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah!